So, good morning again. And here we are for Friday's Today's Glossary. And it's the Plaza Accord, or Plaza Agreement, as it's also known. We're talking about this today because of currency exchanges fluctuating and affecting major economies. Uh, there are talks of reviving this accord. Gian is with us to take us through. Good morning. Good morning, Alex. And uh, as you mentioned, the Plaza Accord is a hot topic these days. And it was an agreement made between the governments of France, West Germany, Japan, and the United States, as well as the United Kingdom, to depreciate the U.S. dollar against the Japanese yen and the German Deutschmark uh, by intervening in currency markets. And the five governments signed the accord on September 22nd, 1984. At the Plaza Hotel in New York City. That's where it gets its name. Right. And from 1980 to 1985, the dollar had appreciated by approximately 50% against the Japanese yen, the Deutschmark, the French franc, and the British pound. And these were currencies of uh, the next four biggest economies at the time. And although this posed challenges to the U.S. industry at the time, the government initially neglected the industry's lobbying efforts. And perhaps this was due to the fact that the rising dollar benefited the financial sector and, more importantly, depreciating the dollar would go against the, the Reagan administration's plans to mitigate in, inflation. Okay. Mm. And, and consequently, a large alliance composed of manufacturers, service providers, and farmers ran a high-profile campaign that called for protection against foreign competition. Uh, major players included grain exporters, car producers, engineering companies like Caterpillar, Caterpillar Inc., as well as high-tech companies including IBM and Motorola. And by 1985, their campaign had acquired sufficient traction for Congress or the U.S. Congress to begin considering passing protectionist laws. And the prospect of trade restrictions spurred the White House to begin negotiations that led to the Plaza Accord. So the justification for the dollar's devaluation was really twofold. Mm, yes, that's right. And the effects of uh, the agreement um, devaluing the dollar meant that U.S. exports would become cheaper to purchase for many of its trading partners, which supposedly meant that other countries could buy more American-made goods and services. And between 1985 and 1987, the exchange rate value of the dollar in relation to the yen dropped by 51%. And most of this could be attributed to the $10 billion spent by the participating central banks. And currency speculation led the dollar to fall even more after the end of coordinated interventions. And unlike similar financial crises, such as the Mexican and the Argentine financial crises of 1994 and 2001, respectively. This devaluation was planned, done in a coordinated, pre-announced manner, and it didn't lead to financial panic in the world markets. There was a gap, though, in how effective it was, was uh, with the, those European nations and Japan that was also involved, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, but the Plaza Accord successfully reduced the U.S. trade deficit with Western European nations, but experts say that it failed to carry out its main goal of reducing the trade deficit 
deficit with Japan.、Mm. And this deficit came from structural conditions、uh, failed to make monetary policy, specifically trade conditions, into account.、Uh, the manufactured goods of the United States became more competitive in the exports markets, but they were still largely unable to succeed in the Japanese domestic market due to Japan's structural restrictions on imports. And the recessionary effects of the strengthened yen in Japan's export dependent economy created an incentive for the expansionary monetary policies that led to the Japanese asset price bubble of the late 1980s. And to deal with this, the Louvre Accord was signed in 1987 to stop continuing the decline of the US dollar. But why is this being talked about so much of late? The possibility of reviving the Plaza Accord. China now is very much in the yes, picture. Yes, that's right. And as I mentioned,、uh, September twenty second marked the thirtieth anniversary of the signing of the Plaza Accord. But the so called currency war seems to be an ongoing one, and there is criticism that the countries that signed the accord have forgotten about the fundamental principles of it, but rather focusing on. Policies that could maximize their individual benefits, and also this is substantial gaining of the dollar over the past year has created concerns about competitive devaluations, and there is also the growing trade imbalances. And there have been much concern about currency wars since the U.S. Fed's announcement to end its third quantitative easing last October, and scrutiny subsequently shifted to Japan, and the yen indeed fell 20 percent against the dollar in the second half of this year. And most dollar strength since March has come against emerging economies, as you mentioned. China has been the only country to resist depreciation, despite its announcement of a three percent fall in. August, which also came as a surprise. On the other hand, Korea's central bank has been intervening heavily to keep the yuan competitive against its neighbors, and the downward pressure on the yuan、uh, poses a latent source of further dollar strength. So, if released, it's likely that other Asian cu- currencies will follow the trend, magnifying the impact on the dollar. Right. Thank you very much, Jiyun, for that、you. background. Thank、And、you, Alex.、Uh, we may well hear more about the Plaza Accord in future. That is today's glossary. The world is awake, and so are we. Fastest news updates on this morning.